Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. Tim McKernan and Action Jackson with you until the top. And it is our pleasure to welcome to the program on the eve of the Cardinal opening day festivities against the Blue Jays, ladies and gentlemen, from the St. Louis Post. It's Matt L. Today, Cardinal beat writer Derek Gould. Morning, Derek. Good morning, Tim. How are you today? I am wonderful. I always love when you're on the program deep diving, and I enjoy a good deep <laughs> dive. So let, let's go deep diving together. And one of the questions that I am I'm curious to get your perspective on, because I don't know who would be uh, better in the know on this, is something that your, your cohort at the Post-Dispatch, Ben Fredrickson, has been writing about really for, for a few years. You talked about it in this uh, past weekend's uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch Cardinal uh, season preview with uh, the price of poker and the way teams mm-hmm. in the National League are not waiting for the Cardinals to catch up, which is a major recommended a recommended read for our audience. Is does the Cardinal organization feel urgency that I get the sense a healthy percentage of the fans feel for this team to go past just getting into the playoffs and actually making some noise? Yeah, it's an inter- it's an interesting que- question because like awareness is not the same as urgency, right? That's, yeah. That's, like awareness, yes. Urgency, um, that's not manifested, and sometimes you get pushback from the organization when you describe that, um, in part because they see urgency as a knee-jerk reaction that doesn't fit the business model and could cost them later. You know, for example, like I think I think urgency for fans, Tim, would be go out and sign one of the shortstops over the past few years, right? They passed on two of the best free agent shortstop classes ever, maybe maybe the two best ever. Yeah. Um, you know, the bill the billion dollar shortstop class, and so fans would be like, hey, you know, look, there is a there are game changing super talents available. The Cardinals are an attractive place for some of those players to go. Why are you not involved at all? That That is a lack of urgency. Well, but it's not a lack of an awareness because they see Mason Wynn coming. And they're like, well, you make this move to, you know, this time to be urgent and address a need for 2022 or 2023, or not a need, but upgrade a position, for example. But then – what do you do with that position when Mason Wynn is ready? And so I think, you know, it's really a contrast, right? And I find it fascinating because 
you know, we, we talked a lot about it this spring, um, both Cardinal executives and riders and stuff like that, about like this notion that fans are, are really restless with where's the pennant, where's the success in the postseason. Um, you know, Adam Wainwright brought it up. I asked him, I was like, oh, wait, are you guys, you guys talk as if you're underdogs. When did that happen? And he said, well, we haven't done, you know, ourselves any favors winning one out of the last 10 playoff games. You know, you don't show success in October. And all of a sudden, the league starts to overlook you real quick. And that's not any measure of payroll or anything. But this notion that, like, um, the fans are restless. But fans have a lifetime to root for a team. Whereas the executives go, hey, let's be a little patient. And they have three-year contracts. And that contract Mm -hmm. is very fascinating, right? Um, Where the the owner where the baseball operations and um, the executives there, they kind of think in terms of kind of rolling three year, five year plans, even though their contracts aren't that long. Whereas fans are thinking more of like the rolling three minute, five minute, did you win 15 minutes from now time frame, um, And that creates that rub that you're talking about, right? Is why aren't they acting to make this team that much better? And, you know, with the contrast of the Cardinals aware that they have not had success in the postseason and that has to change, but they don't want to do it at the expense or in their opinion, in their view, we can argue this, their expense of, you know, um, postseason down the road. You know, the Padres are an example, right? And we'll see how this plays out for them. The Padres are acting and signing with urgency. What are the Padres like seven years from now? Are they are they uh, are they bloated with contracts that are higher than their performers, and are they out of the postseason? Because that is not palatable to the Cardinals. Yes, that is uh, that is certainly a perfect perfect example to compare and contrast with the Cardinals with what the Padres are doing and the way that the Cardinals have operated really throughout the vast majority, if not the entirety of Bill DeWitt's tenure as Cardinal owner. With with regard, Derek, to the upcoming season, a lot of the question marks locally focus on the pitching. And when I read a lot of national columnists or listen to national podcasts, so much of that is focused on Jack Flaherty. Not a great spring from Flaherty, if you're to judge based on simply the numbers. Number one, you don't know necessarily how he was feeling, what he was working on when he was out there. So I take spring training numbers with a grain of salt. That's why I want to get your perspective on it. And then secondarily, Uh how do you view Flaherty in the upcoming year and its relevance to the Cardinals' success? Because he's the guy a lot of national people keep bringing up. Uh, as a key for the Cardinals. Uh, I like to think that the national folks are bringing that up because they read the local folks. Um, I mean, it is the key. I mean, the players will say it. Jack will say it. The Cardinals will say it. Their actions say it. Their quotes say it. I hope the coverage says it because if Jack Flaherty is 2021 Jack Flaherty, that first, you know, three months of Jack Flaherty there, then you're talking about a rotation that can – I mean, then you're talking about a team that runs away with the division and not just wins the division. Does that make them better for the postseason? Well, we don't know yet, and we also don't know who the rotation is going to be in come the postseason. But they need to have somebody emerge, and Jack Flaherty is the one in-house, and Miles Michaelis is another who can match up against the ones and twos of other teams. And we can discuss whether or not they'll do that. We just don't 
no, because we got six months of a season to, to find out. But, yes, so much of what they feel their rotation can be, should be, must be, it, it, it is built around having Jack Flaherty be more than just a quality start pitcher. They, he's a guy who lines up with the best and outduels the best. They think he has that talent. Um, what you saw in spring, uh, you know, that last outing was pretty rough. Um, he had to, what, leave an inning for somebody else to carry. Um, that, you know, that young pitcher from the minors came in, hit a batter, hit Jose Abreu with the bases loaded and allowed all three runs that, runners that he inherited to score. So that's going to kind of skew Flaherty's ERA, right? Because those are three runs that he, yeah. he, he go to him and he earned. I'm not taking them away, but they did score because, you know, he had a young guy on there who was pretty much overwhelmed by pitching against a big league lineup. Um, regardless, the, you saw what, what the team wanted to see from Jack was health. Definitely saw that. What the team wanted to see from, health, um, from Flaherty was the action on his pitches against the baseline when he's best. Definitely saw that. The slider played. Um, fastball command was not quite there, and that did lead to some of his more difficult outings. Um, but he recovered well, never had a question about like the, the arm firing or recovering or getting the snap that he needed from it. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, like his teammates, they, it's very interesting because, I mean, we see it, you see it, um, the teammates definitely see it, is Jack gives away with, a lot with his body language. You know, when he was not feeling yeah. physically right, teammates knew it maybe as quickly as he did. Um, you know, and Nolan Arenado spoke about it publicly, you know, that he saw him in the off season when they were getting ready to get on a plane to come to winter warm up, And it was a different guy that carried into spring. And I bring that up, not because like, Oh, it's some sign, but the fact that it carried through spring when he was pitching, when he would know how his body was reacting, when he would know his strength, they saw a guy who was not questioning whether he would be ready. They just saw a guy getting in the work and a guy who had the kind of air of, you know, someone who recognizes how important this season is for, for him personally on the threshold of free agency for the Cardinals who have banked a lot of their rotation success on him being able to rise to the lead. And then of their relationship, you know, they're, they, they'll have a talk with him about an extension. They'll do that. And he'll be open to hearing that he would welcome that but they got to know where that price point is by his performance to even begin those discussions. Derek Gould with us here on 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan and Action Jackson with you on the program, and uh, you are welcome to text in your questions, your comments as well, 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line. Uh, Derek, let's turn to the position players. You brought up Mason Wynn and his spring training performance. A uh, story this morning on stltoday.com and in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch on Mason Wynn and his confidence level after a great camp. And then, of course, Jordan Walker, who who's first 50 to 60 percent of spring was uh if you if there was a grapefruit league mvp he would have been in the mix yeah. for it and then the last couple of weeks uh he uh he he had some struggles but ali marmol said that was one of the reasons why he liked it because he had a, a short memory with regards to the issues that he was dealing with your thoughts on win and your thoughts on walker who we will see in st louis for the first time tomorrow well win was a revelation um, Wynn is 
you know, drafted as a two-way player. One of the, I mean, maybe the only two-way player the Cardinals designated as a two-way player. Um, Alec Burleson was another guy who could have been, but uh, but I believe the designation is the only one that they've done that with is win. But I could be wrong there. Regardless, drafted as a two-way player, guy who throws a hundred from the mound, guys who guy who throws a hundred from shortstop. Um, and the question was, would the bat allow him to carry at shortstop? And would the speed of the game be something he adjusts to? Meaning, like, not everything has to be at 100 miles per hour. you got to make the routine plays routine. And, you know, how he kind of adapted to all of that was going to determine whether or not he advanced as a position player or as a pitcher. Um, just a fascinating prospect in the fact that, like, he had so many routes to the majors. Not sure – I've ever seen a, a player like that who had, um, you know, the bat that could take him to the majors, maybe the arm that could take him to the majors from the mound. Definitely the athleticism that could take him to the majors as a defensive player, certainly um, and a utility player. So what he did in spring was he went from what he showed in spring is that the bat is not just going to keep up, but the bat is a standout tool and his approach at the plate is a skill. And if you are talking about a young player who is not just a top prospect because of the number of ways he could get to the majors, but he's a top prospect because of the number of ways he's going to help a team win at shortstop. And he's a dynamic prospect in every sense of that word. I know my colleague, Lynn Worthy, used that word to describe him in the lead, and it's, it's perfect. Um, he, is, he will find ways to help the Cardinals win in so many facets of the game. It's just a matter now of, you know, big thing for him, again, is that speed of the game. You know, is, is, um, we, we saw what happens because he has the ability to play at a speed that other players don't, and that's turning the double play on Francisco Lindor the other day. But not every play is that. And when he rushes everything, you know, he rushes into issues. He also rushes into amazing plays like that. So finding that dial, and that's something that Jose Akendo's really worked with him on, that's something that he's really aware of. And he knows now, having played so many major league games, exhibition games against big leaguers, and also, quick aside, playing so much beside the guy, even though he was away at the WBC for a long time, who has the best internal clock of any infielder in the game, and that's Nolan Arenado. You know, watch Nolan Arenado, how often his throws beat the runner by just a little bit and how often he takes that extra step and how little he rushes himself, unless he absolutely, like in the Arizona, has to rush himself to make the dynamic play. Wynn is going to learn from that, and he's going to be a talent. Um, Jordan Walker, um, well, I say he's going to be a talent. He's already a talent. I mean, look, you know, he – He's, I can't, I can't, I cannot say enough of what Wynn and Gorman did, those two specifically, to heighten the ceiling. In fact, Marmol talked to uh, Walker about that at one point in time. Is this idea that like no one knows where your ceiling is, you 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 don't know where that is, is that you, you, but you're going to get a chance to find it out. And I, I think that's also the case with Wynn and, and Gorman to a certain extent is. You don't know where the ceiling is because they rewrote the possibilities. Walker is going to get a chance to do it in the majors. Um, just, 
a really, really mature all around hitter. Um, you know, a guy who has power from his size and from his swing, but also has discipline and does not have one of those swings that's going to get him in trouble. He's very, very um, consistent and, oh, you know, sturdy in his approach and feel at the plate. Um, you know, he's going to have to adjust to pitches that he's never seen before, um, the quality of which he's never seen before, breaking balls and off-speed pitches in locations he's never seen before consistently. But he has the aptitude to adapt. I mean, like, it was really remarkable. One of the things that stood out to me um, from Jordan Walker's spring is he's out in live BP, out on the backfields, and Drew Verhagen, who has just a filthy – curveball and people are going to get a chance to see it now because he's healthy and he had a strong spring too, just crazy movement on his pitches but command with it but he's got a great curveball he's got like a power high spin rate curveball and it comes out of the same spot as the fastball it can be a really daunting task for a hitter to differentiate the two and by the time they do it's too late so jordan walker sees that for the first time and is not comfortable and not not I mean, he just, he, it's, an, it's an uncomfortable swing. It's an overmatch that, at that. It's like, okay, well, you know, I wonder how this spring is going to go for him. If that's what Drew Verhagen is, is chewing him up in live BP, what's it going to be like? I kid you not, within a week, um, it, that was not a problem for him. Like, his ability to accelerate his learning really stood out to me. He did, He did not he did not go a game where he looked, okay, this is a problem or he can't handle that pitch. You know, within 24 hours, he had found a way to do it. And, you know, Garrett Cole talked about seeing the young hitter do that in real time. Garrett Cole, the opening day starter, I believe, right? Or at least yeah. the ace of the Yankees. Maybe not right. opening day, but, but ace of the Yankees, $300 million pitcher. He talked about how Jordan Walker at 20, he noticed that, oh, okay, wow, I got him with that pitch, but not again. Did not get him the same way twice. And then Jordan Walker tagged him. So I, I found that really fascinating how Jordan Walker could accelerate. Like his aptitude is accelerating the learning curve. Um, that's athleticism. That's diligence. That's natural ability. And that also speaks to kind of like this simplified and really um, mature approach he has at the plate. Derek Gould and the Post-Dispatch team will be covering it thoroughly. Already have. If you haven't read the preview, recommended reading at stltoday.com or pick up a St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Derek, I always enjoy these conversations. Thank you so much for your time and looking forward to your coverage of the 2023 Cardinals with the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tim. I still remember the way to the ballpark. That's I was able to drive and chat with you at the same time here. So Look at that. I hadn't, forgotten, that? I hadn't forgotten the drive to the ballpark, so that's a good sign. Second nature. Derek Gould with us here on 101 ESPN. We got a break and then come back and give away the $50 gift certificate to Ballpark Village. That's coming up. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN.